What is the loveologist? A person whose sole purpose is to love. A person whose sole purpose is to love. I've got you. I believe. If you have extra, you share it. Hi, darling. <laughs> How's it going? Oh my God. First of all, I just need to tell you that your hair looks so fucking adorable and adorable <laughs> in like a super rad way, not in like a super cutesy way. Yeah. I you're not calling me cute. That. You're calling me a badass. I'll take it. Well, you're cute and a badass, but it just looks fucking rad. I'm not going to lie. It's my favorite haircut you've ever had on really? you. And I've seen you with, oh, fuck. Yeah. Dope. I just, I like just dig what's that? I just dig it. I just like the way I don't know. It looks good. Like the fade, Thanks. everything. Thanks. It's great. Um, so are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good, actually. That's yeah, good. I been, like hearing that. It's been working out a lot, you know, working yeah. on myself. I mean, that's an everyday thing, you know. I do. I do. That's kind of a necessity at this point. Yeah, I feel like... um. I don't know all these all this stuff going on in the world just everything that's going on it kind of just instead of being like panicky or frantic it just kind of forces me to figure my own shit out I feel like absolutely I think because a lot of people took two paths they either like imploded or they like got stronger and started looking at themselves and doing what they needed to do yeah for sure because like complacency you know you get comfortable and then things you, you're not really even growing it's like very get stagnant you know yeah that's t- that terrifies me the thought of that terrifies me I can't slow down so to think that I'd be in a spot where I wasn't doing anything even in the middle of COVID like I was ridiculously creative and I was hustling we, I mean we oh, all I know girls but... I, <laughs> I know <laughs> right oh my god so my podcast Yes. It's about love. It's about all aspects of love, self-love, love of others, anything, anything. But I know okay. you inside out. You definitely, most definitely do. And I know that you have grown since I met you. Love is going to like the, the different topics we can touch on love is going to be phenomenal. And I'm really, really thankful that you made time for it. So first off, thank you. Of course. I'd do anything for you, dude. You know that. Uh, I'm lucky that way. For people that don't know who you are, and there's not that many, what do you, what do you, when you say who you are and what you do, what do you say? It's kind of, it's kind of hard. I literally am like, I do everything, but um, it's not that, it's not that like I'm saying like, oh, I do everything in a very non-humble way. I do everything because I just, I love to do everything because I love to put myself into everything I do. I just love to experience new things. I love to constantly learn new things. I like to challenge myself. I would say that I, uh, you know, a lot of people know me from the motorcycle world. Yeah. Professional flat track. I'm still in, but before that, I I started as like a model in the motorsports industry. Um, And that's kind of what, you know, sparked me to be on the other side of it because I was always like a trophy girl. Right. model and and then I really wanted to like do the writing side of it and so I just kind of got into writing more and more still do modeling uh it still you know pays the bills and stuff but uh definitely pushed more into the moto side of things 
but I also, you know, I do so many other things. Like I, I'm so interested in hunting and, and shooting and archery and surfing and wakeboarding and wake surfing and, and like pole dancing and acro stuff. And um, God, there's so many things that like, I, know. I just, <laughs> you know, crazy. It's, that's what I mean. It's hard to explain. <laughs> We've been friends for how long now? Um, I believe four, going on four years, yeah, I believe I it so. was 2018. Okay. You are hands down one of the baddest chicks I've ever met. But, <laughs> no, no, but for real, right? No sugarcoating. But beyond that, I just have to say when people look at Stephanie, Stephanie Peets, when people look at you, they get an impression and they think, oh my God, there's this fucking beautiful woman. But I will tell every one of you right now, she's more intelligent than she is beautiful any fucking day of the week. So I just have to Aww. put that out there. Your brain is sexy <laughs> as fuck. Thanks, mama. And that's, yeah. I really appreciate that too, because you're right. A lot of people just look at me and they're like, oh, well, you know, they, they just automatically assume the mm -hmm. depth of me, nothing more than the surface of what they see. That's one of the things that I've, worked on on myself is realizing that a lot of people that that think that way it's not a personal attack on me that's their own maybe their own insecurities or their own shit them projecting their own shit on me Absolutely. so it's like i i'm just i'm always like proving people wrong i guess yeah yeah you know when when we met we were both in relationships that were by any definition a little bit toxic <laughs> oh for sure dude like i'm the fucking queen of toxic relationships <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if you don't go through that, then you don't learn these things about yourself. Yes. You don't learn your boundaries and you don't learn about other people and to see the red flags with other people and to notice when, you know, certain um, mannerisms or certain actions, like you, to be more aware of that shit. And you're also aware of like your reactivity to things. Oh so gosh, yeah. it's all like as shitty as those relationships were, they are such learning lessons. I do say that they happen for me, not to me. And it had, and it took me getting out of them to see that. But I also say that I would go through any one of them again, because I had to hurt that bad and be that bottomed out in order to get to where I am now. I literally wouldn't have the balanced, healthy, stable mindset I have now if I wasn't so run into the ground. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, at one point, there was a lot of love in those relationships. You know of what I mean? Course. It's not like just instantly toxic. It was like no. you so much love with these relationships, regardless of what it ended up at the end. You know, you have to remember that there was like good, good points at some point. And you know what I mean? Like that you, you know, you, you're the same. You just love hard. Yeah, know? that's that's a good point, though, because in the beginning, right, it's not like everyone's capable of being unhealthy, unbalanced, toxic, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But at the beginning mm -hmm. of a relationship, everyone leads with their best foot forward. And generally it's magical. The chemicals are working. Yep. Everyone's giving the best to the other one. None of the bullshits come up yet. And so you make a good point. Like there's a reason you stayed and got to that point. Either you grew apart or things that happened in your relationship that you didn't sort through different communication styles, whatever resentment, life things. And suddenly mm -hmm. you're struggling to keep something working that just shouldn't anymore. And that is out of that love that you once had. Yeah. Cause you, you get that glimmer of the love that was mm -hmm. there and you're like, well, how can I bring this back? And how can right. I get it back to that? You know, right. and you're just 
you, you and I are the same. It's like, you just try so hard to make it good again, that you're just literally tr like dragging yourself around, hoping and putting hope and faith into this other person that it will go back to what it was when in actuality, you know, in some cases on their end, it was, it was, um, it, it was like a, uh, it was like a fraud. It was like, that's a great term for it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm not mad about these things. I don't, I don't like to carry around grudges or hate for the people that, um, you know, it did hurt me in a of very like not. emotional way. That I would very just hurt you more if you keep carrying that shit. But you know, my point oh. was, I, I met you, we were both in these chaotic situations. We super clicked. You literally for f just by default of your energy and who you are, were the catalyst to get me out of mine, to get me to stop and see and just slow the fuck down to be like, this is not working. And there's so much more out in the world. I mean, you literally live a life where you say yes to trying almost anything. It's beautiful <laughs> and it's inspiring. You know, it, it gave me this perspective. I was like, I'm not living. I'm like literally suffocating. And, mm -hmm. you know, you were there when I needed to cry or feel out of sorts or just get away and breathe. And it was a, you're a, you still are a very safe place for me. We may not talk every day. We may not, you know, we may only connect when things are going on, but for whatever reason, every time we do, it's perfect. You are a but really I, fucking like, good human being. I feel like when we do, thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. You are too. That's why I just absolutely fucking adore the shit out of you because I always feel like no matter what, there's never like judgment there's never ego it's always no. just we always fall right into a place of just full-on like love for each other absolutely absolutely that's rare it is and you know in my world I just had I mean from from upbringing to now you know I mean we can go back we were both raised in addictive families with people around us that you know be it our parents our relatives our brothers and sisters who were just sick and riddled with addiction and that breeds a certain survival personality that we have you either fall in line with them and do the same thing or you fight your ass off like we've done to avoid mm -hmm. it and you know you and I have both dabbled and then it shows up in relationships and then it shows up in business things and it shows up in how we look at ourselves and you know insecurities and things that we have to fight through and unlearn mm -hmm. and relearn and so at this point in life I mean you've been through one thing that I definitely haven't and that's Mike yeah and you can go ahead and explain that if you feel like it. Otherwise, we can move past it. But that is something when you talk about love that most people, it's one of their biggest fears. It's, you know, I struggled with it for a long time, but, but I, I mean, I, every, it still hurts every day, you know, losing somebody that you love, like your significant other, that that's that close to you. Like there's nothing, there's nothing worse. As and when she says losing, she's not talking about, you know, they split up. They like don't talk. They, yeah, no. He, yeah. He passed away, um, unfortunately in a car accident and, uh, a little five and a half years ago. And it's not any less, it's just less abrasive. Um, it's like not, it's still there. It still hurts. It sucks, but there's just, you know, it gets more tolerable the first like year. It was a really, really hard struggle for me, but yeah. I just wanted to be the best person that I could be, you know, for that, for the for In memory of him. Absolutely. Yeah. And well, what I realized is that there's so many people that go through this, you know, and there's so many people that experience it, whether, and it, 
and to, to open your perspective makes you realize like that you're not alone because when you start alone and your heart feels lonely and you feel sad and you're like, why is this happening to me? It, that's when you really start to just cave in, you know, and you just go to a really bad place. So, so talking to other people and reading other stories and, and realizing that like, I'm not alone in this and I'm not the only one who's dealt with like this significant loss of a loved one, like um, it, that helps a lot. That helps a ton. Like, uh, a girlfriend, a girlfriend that I know in the industry, she just lost her boyfriend the same way. And they were like, their, their love for each other was just undoubtedly like the most beautiful thing that I, I had seen, you know, watching them and everything. And, and it was just so pure. And like, as soon as I saw that that happened, I just instantly felt her pain. It's like the worst feeling I've ever gone through, but trying to put it in perspective and realize that like, you're not the only one that goes through these heartaches and these type of things is what really helps me to get through it. Because when you get, like I said, when you get into a space where you feel like you're alone and you're dealing with all this stuff alone and you're just, why is this stuff happening to me? And, and it just, like I said, makes you feel super alone. That's when it really, really gets bad. So yeah, the isolation up. factor, I think you're yes. right. You know, when you are around people and you feel alone mm-hmm. and you fall down that hole of, you know, this is only happening to me. Why, what did I do for this to happen to me? Why me? Why, you know, and that whole train of thought, it's, it's actually your amygdala and it's convincing you that what you're thinking is absolutely true. And it makes sense because it's, there's a coping part of that that happens, but it's not true you're not alone and you will live through it. And it's not the end of the world. It sucks. Absolutely. Loss is fucking horrifying. Oh, it's terrible. And it affects each of us so differently that we just, you know, you can't really tell someone how to get through it. The timeline is always different, but you have survived some damn things, Steph. Well, that, and I feel like, like you were saying, you know, it's just the same as going through toxic relationships. Like I, we both grew up really, really shitty and, going through those things makes you who you are because you don't, if you don't learn from mom and and try to grow and recognize like how things are making you feel and what's causing you to react certain ways. It's like, there's no growth, you know? Yeah. That's a conversation my therapist and I had at one point where she would ask me like, how do you feel? And I'd say, I'm uncomfortable. And she'd be like, okay, but how do you feel? And I'd say, I'm uncomfortable. And she'd be like, can you choose a different word? Because forever it was a catch-all because I didn't actually have words for my feelings. They were never relevant. So I never really could explain what I was feeling. I just knew it felt uncomfortable, <laughs> you know? But, you know, it's the people, it's, the, it's like you, you, me, a small few group of people that I know, like very small handful of people, because not a lot of people, not a lot of people have like even, I guess, courage, the courage or like, the emotional maturity to like be self-aware of that shit and want to fix it and want to like talk about like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I reacting to these things? Like, why do I only love a certain type of person? And why do I, you know what I mean? Like it takes a certain amount of courage. You're right. And you have to be willing to go through the trenches to look at that shit. Oh, because you're taking accountability. You're like, it doesn't matter what's messed up with these people out here. The finger points from out there to yourself. And you're like, what am I doing wrong? I'm the common denominator. Like I must be bringing something to this mess. Yeah. You I mean, know? not necessarily like it's your fault, but no. at this, but, but you're make, you're aware of like, okay, what am I doing? Or 
how what what kind type of people am I choosing based on like how I've been treated in the past like you know it's 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 fairly typical of people who have been like treated poorly as a child to then treat people poorly as they get older yeah, and and they'll just continue language. to do it unless yeah unless you unless you don't recognize it and are self-aware of it and then you know try to change it so I mean it's like one of those things it's a very simple analogy you teach a dog to sit, right? You have either a hand command or a voice command or both. And then the dog hits yeah. five or six years old and you do a different hand signal and you say sit and the dog, or you, or you don't say sit, but you switch your hand signal, expect the dog to fucking sit. Mm -hmm. You know, the dogs are looking like, what are you doing? But after you start to do that for a little bit, they're going to be like, oh, that's sit now. It's not like they can't learn it, but as an adult, man, we're so programmed already. Yeah. So the work is hard. It's, I mean, it's not the kind of, it's, it's not for the week, you know, I don't know. It's, it's not, it's just, it's a lot of hard work. I stutter through it because I literally have a feeling attached to it. When I think about all the years I have, I was interviewing Tori Franco. I had this moment where I said, you know, if it looks easy, then I'm doing, then the work I've put in pay, is paying off because it's 20 plus years of work, you know? Yeah. That's how long of consistently reading books, rereading books, going to therapy. I mean, I've had a therapist for over 15 years. I just checked in today. I, I have calls with her like twice a year now. And she's the most amazing person I've ever met. And she calls me on my bullshit. And if I don't have someone that can do that, there's no point. I have to, you know, I have to course correct from time to time. I'm not a perfect human. Thank God. No, 100%, and it's, it's, it's never ending. You know, it's never ending. It's an always and always a process of, of bettering yourself. It's not going to just be like, okay, I'm good now. I'm going to stop doing all these things. What do you do for self-care? You, yourself. You know, I have to admit that I should probably do more, That's but it's, typical. um, it is, but you know me, I'm like always going and I'm always doing stuff that, <laughs> that yeah. I'm just like, you know, my therapy for me is like, I'm going to go ride or I'm going to go around people that share the same common interests as me, or I'm going to book travel somewhere. I'm going to do anything. And it's not necessarily running away from my problems, but it's putting myself around people that make me feel better. You know, absolutely like, get put, that. putting myself around the right type of energies. Like, um, when I go ride, you know, when I go to the track, you know, that's like my, that is literally like my therapy because it's just me and my motorcycle. And I'm just thinking about riding. I'm not thinking about anything else that's going on. And it literally that. makes my brain just check out from all the bullshit. Right. And then when you come back to it, it's kind of sorted in a weird way. It, well, I get to come back and like reevaluate it from mm -hmm. a different perspective after, I mean, physical activity releases endorphins that are good for you. Absolutely. So I get to kind of come back from a different space instead of just sitting on it all day. I'm like, all right, let me take a break. Let me walk away from this and then come back and try to tackle it in a different, in a different light, in a different mental attitude, you know? So, yeah, I do. Now, what do you do for like, you work out a lot. What's your, what's your eating like? What's your, you know, what do you take? What kinds of stuff do you have going on Dude, right now? I'm going to tell you right now, I just started, like, I haven't had vegetables in a month and oh, I feel right. amazing. Not one vegetable. I haven't had lettuce, nothing, not even like, I think basil is like the closest thing I've had to vegetables. Just okay, like, okay. So let's, let's go into that. Where'd that come from? Well, dude, I, I was, um, I, you know, I love podcasts and I was listening to a, a Joe Rogan podcast with this guy. He's a doctor 
Paul Saldino and he's a carnivore MD. And I was like, I love to, to read and listen to different aspects. And I really started researching this stuff about being on a carnivore diet. Some people thrive on vegetarian diets. You know what I mean? Some people are really good. They do great on it. Um, And some people try vegetarian diets and they don't do great, but they continue to do it because not just for health reasons, but because humanitarian reasons, but it, it, but they don't sleep well, or it's really bad for them. So anyways, I started researching a ton of stuff and you know me, like I'm, I've always been a meat eater, but I started being very particular about where I buy my meat. I've been going to like butcher shop, getting grass fed stuff from like local farms here. Okay. Um, I mean, and it's helping like small businesses, like it's helping these farms. So I'm not contributing to the factory farming, which is harming animals. Absolutely. Um, I stopped doing like, I don't eat a lot as much pork. I hardly eat pork, but just, just a lot of beef, a lot of beef fats, beef organs, bone marrow, um, all that stuff, dude, I've lost weight. I sleep great. I have, I stopped taking supplements. Dude, I, yeah. The only thing I do to take is like a mushroom microdose. Okay. And like a very, very small amount of psilocybin, like five days, five and then two days off. Okay. Which I think is great. I mean, if you, if you research the benefits. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. I haven't done it myself, but I've heard and read tons of good stuff. And that's the thing. You can overindulge in everything, right? People like, oh, I don't want to trip out. Like, don't trip out. Like, don't take them to party. Like, take (laughs) them to help yourself. Well, you you know, know I believe in plant medicines anyway, so. Oh, 100%. And and even that, you know, even with with the plant medicines, you know, he talks about, um, he talks about uh, mushrooms, psilocybin, and the carnivore MD, because he's like, mushrooms like that you eat in food shouldn't be eating because you're eating a fungus, you know? And if you think about it, dude, plants are plants their only defense mechanism is are their bodies they don't have legs they can't get up and run away so they don't <laughs> right. want to be, you know they they release toxins in your body and, yeah. and so i just started researching more and more and more and there's actually more studies i'll send you a link to this more Please. studies on the to- the toxicity of plants in your body than there are the positive effects of plants in your body gee i wonder why it's that crazy. is the more you learn about the things that make you sick, the easier it is to keep you sick. That's well, then, but then you got to think about that. You got to look back at like, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but I, you know what I mean? I follow. You're smart enough though. Knowledge. (laughs) This isn't just a coincidence. If you look at the last hundred years, how many, how many diseases have, have, expose themselves in the last hundred years since the industrial revolution, since we've been told we need to eat grains and seeds and plants. It's crazy. It's, it's, you know, our, almost like it was planned. Yes, dude. And it's not only doing, but it's, it's like literally killing us. So, so, so a lot of the, um, a lot of the chemicals and toxins that are in plants, they are, it's like an overtime effect. So, but what it basically does is like breaks down your cell structure and it basically kills you slower. I mean, there's there's chemicals in broth, um, celery mm-hmm. that literally bind with the cells in your skin that make you sensitive to sunlight, dude, and cause skin cancer. This it's shit just is bizarre. crazy, and I love it. Like learning about dude, this stuff, I can I can talk about this all night long. It is so crazy to me how what goes back to programming, dude. What yep. you're programmed to believe what is good for you and what you're told is good for you. I mean, you know me, dude. I was like spinach, kale, juicing. I was all about yep. it. 
And, yeah. and then I realized like I was, you know, working events or, or going to shoots and I'd be like snacking on veggie trays and, and vegetables and like healthy, healthy snacks that I thought were healthy. And I always wondered why am I so bloated and why do like, why do I always feel achy in all my joints? Like why, yeah. like what's going on here? You know, as soon as I stopped with the vegetables, dude, all my bloat went away. That doesn't it's fucking surprise me. I'm going to dig it's, into this. It's crazy. And then there were so many, I was always hurt. You know me, mo motorcycle riding, yeah. crashing, inflammation in my joints. I was taking so many joint supplements, all kinds. That's of why I asked what you're taking right now. Cause I figured it would dude. be a good topic. <laughs> so, so the collagen, collagen from like bovine and and uh, type one, type two, type three collagens, all that stuff is based from beef, chicken, and fish. Like that's all animals, yes. body, you know, and that stuff is very, very good for you. Um, Have I ever so made I, you my bone broth? No, oh but I want to get it. I like cook bones. it for like a day and a half, yo. It's so uh, good. I am so down for that. I've been getting beef bones and like cooking yes. with beef bone marrow and yes, bone marrow yes. fat. Like, amazing. Okay, we gotta get we that we need a dinner night. <laughs> Dude, you don't understand my cooking like has completely changed, but it's still so so bomb. <laughs> it's always been so good. Fuck. <laughs> so, I was oh just starting God. to read about that. And and a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people with like autoimmune disorders and uh eczema and gout and um any type of internal disorders tried these these carnivore diets and, and it really helped them. And, and I'm not going to lie. Like it can be very bland sometimes where I'm just like, man, I just, I yeah, just want fine with that or something. Right? But, yeah. but then, but then you, you start researching and you find carnivore cookbooks and I can make pizza with meat as the crust and like stuff that like, I didn't even know existed. Oh, and I'm damn. like, oh, this opened up a whole new world of cooking for oh, me. Damn. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's just, you know, and it's not, it might not be for everyone, you know, everybody's well, it, different. Nothing's a one size fits all, right? We're all different chemical makeups. We're all different yeah. DNA. Like, like you said in the beginning of this, like, you know, vegetarian works really well for some people and so does yeah. keto and you know what I mean? So yeah. you just have to play with your own self and figure out what it is, what your potion is, what works for you. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's just like, but you know, I was just always taking so many supplements and I just like, yeah. I'm like, why don't I was still, why am I still hurting? Like, I don't feel achy anymore. I feel like I did when I was like in my like early twenties, when I was like running and jumping and like doing everything all over the place. I don't feel sore. Like I don't have wow. inflammation. I feel really good. And my skin looks great. Yeah. Like so Everything see back to the self-care because when I asked you what you do, you literally research how to basically take the machine that is your body and make it as highly functioning as possible. And you've done that as long as I've known you. You've been very vested in in you know how to be healthy and constantly yeah. educating yourself. So that is one of your outlets. It is one of the things you do. Well, you know that that physical health in com combination with your mental health like it is so much it's just as important because Absolutely. if you feel good physically then it's gonna like line up with the rest of your stuff now mentally is the top priority obviously of course because Phys i can physically yeah that bleeds yeah, into everything but, but you know if, if you're if you're like if if some people have a, a t full grasp on like their mental stability but yet they sit at home and eat shitty and like don't exercise like i 
don't really think that they're going to be that mentally happy. No, they're not. It eventually is going. I mean, the chemicals, there's no way they're eventually going to get into anxiety or depression or whatever else that feeds. I mean, diet is 100 percent. It affects all of that. Yep. And that's why I know that if I'm in physically the best, like if I'm feeling the best physically that I know that that will roll over into my mental state as well. There's two questions I ask before I get off any podcast of mine, but Mm -hmm. before I do that, how's your heart? My heart right now is it's not in a good place because you know what I'm dealing with personally right now. And, um, am I going to let this affect my heart? Am I going to let this like make me sad and make me feel heartbroken? Or am I going to learn from this and take it for what it is and realize that maybe this person is doing these certain things not to hurt me and not to be malicious and not to, to break, not to like cause harm to you, cause harm to me, but because they're not capable of being emotionally mature and dealing with it the proper way. So the one thing, the one fucking thing that has been helping me so much is to realize like, this isn't personal. This isn't a personal attack on me. This is issues that they have with themselves that they are projecting onto me and that they are, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Absolute. Yeah, that's absolute truth. Um, So the more I fucking have a grasp on it mentally, the less it affects my heart. Well, and we both know that when we don't react to someone else's behavior, they're left in their behavior. And that's where the growth is for them as well. When we react, we give them an out because then it can be about us. Yes. And you know, damn well that that I, you know, damn well that I've put so much of my heart into it that like, I don't want to shame this person and I don't want to, I don't want to fight and I don't want to be reactive and cry and be up and down emotional. Like I want the best for them that I just same as I want the best for me, you know, whether that's with not but I the 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 more I realize it's not a personal attack on me and my heart the easier it is for me to not let my heart get hurt so on a one to ten ten being great how's your heart it's it's like it's like an eight okay hey you know it's like a b you're doing okay (laughs) because because when I'm heartbroken I when I'm (laughs) truly heartbroken from something you know when I the feeling of losing somebody is the most heartbreaking thing ever when it comes to this little shit with relationships. It's nothing. You know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed. Like the real shit breaks my heart. Yeah. In comparison, this is nothing, you know, like I, I, this, I do. Is, this is just a, this is like a fucking test, like running an obstacle course, right. you know, I'm going to get through it and it's going to be okay. No matter how long it takes, it's going to, it's going to work. You know what I yeah. mean? It's going to work yeah. itself out not a heartbreaking fucking experience for me it's i'm gonna get through it and i always um, have yeah you know and, i've watched you and then comparison to the other things that i've dealt with like it's a fucking cakewalk you know word okay a couple questions okay one how do you define love i define love this is a good one this is good one. let me think about this for I a know, second i know <laughs> oh. I define love as like 
a mutual a mutual respect for somebody a as in like in every aspect of their life not just like i respect your opinion or i respect your work ethic or i respect your the way you live it's like i respect everything about you and it's like a mutual reciprocated thing love to me should be shared because there's so many people that it's always love love uh, so hard on one side of things you know you know like just just being mutually respectful to somebody whether it's your significant other or a friend like when you start to like really respect somebody you feel that love from them and you know that when you're respected by somebody you feel that love from them it's totally different you know yeah i do know i do know you know there's there's i see parents sometimes with children where they they yell at their kids or they they basically parent with intimidation and they tell their children you know you need to respect me you need to learn respect and i think to myself intimidation not is not respect no yeah fear yes. is not respect yeah totally and that's not different love. no it's not love when you disrespect somebody, it, it, it's, it's such a fucking vile way. Like, it's just so gross. You know what I mean? And it's so far on the other spectrum of love on the Absolutely. other side. Of, you know? Absolutely. I agree. So my next question, you and I are sitting, you guys, she's, she's just like amazing, like She's great with guns and bow and arrows and all these things. And so we go out, (laughs) we go hunting or I haven't yet, but we go, let's just assume we were on this trip. Right. And you're, 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 you're getting the food or whatever you do. And we look over at each other and you go, I did it. I fucking did it. And I say, and I smile because I know you did. What is it at the end of your life? What is it? What did you do that you're like, that makes you proud? Wow. I think it would be just conquering myself, dude. Like fucking finally, like finding my boundaries and realizing my potential and really loving myself because that's something that I'm working on right now still to like show myself the same type of love that, that the way you love me, I need to love myself that way. And it's very difficult. You know, I want to look in the the mirror. I just want to look. Yeah. Be like, I did it. I fucking found the love for myself that I've always wanted to find in my whole life. That's powerful. That's a very unique answer. I haven't gotten that from anyone. And I will tell you what. Doesn't surprise me. You're one of a fucking kind. And you have been a pillar in my life. And I know without a doubt that you sit there both ways. I would, I know, but I was going to say, I know that sometimes you think I'm, I'm there for you more than you're there for me. I know that because you come in with the, I'm sorry, or you don't call me when something's going on because you don't want to bother me and all the other bullshit you tell yourself. Yeah. But those phone calls matter to me. Like I want to be the one you go to and shit falls apart. I want to be the one that listens to the story 20 times. I want to be the one that picks those pieces up. And And that's that's what I, you because you're there for so many people Jody you really are like you look at look at let me just talk about you for a second okay (laughs) illegal move illegal move (laughs) let me tell everybody about Jody I have seen this girl literally you all you want to do is help people and all you do is help people 
from before this podcast, before the whole idea of what you're even doing now, you're just like, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to put it out there and see who, if anybody responds or if, if nobody responds, fuck it, whatever. I just want to help people. And dude, you have gone so far with this. I am so fucking proud of you. I'm sorry. I'm cussing so much. I love it. Podcast. But <laughs> you, you have come so far and, and you're constantly like, like finding new ways to better yourself and do things that you like finding all your little like treasure spots and finding all your, you, you know, everything like dude, going, buying a trailer and just living out of a motorhome for what, like a year, uh, like, almost two, a year and a half. That's what I mean, dude. Like that is amazing to me. That is just so admirable. You are such an incredible soul. I feel like we legitimately have had a soul bond in one Absolutely. way, shape or form at some point in some past life. Like, yeah, we slammed together and it was like game over. This is not new at yeah. all. Yeah. So I just, I, I absolutely fucking adore you, dude. I'm Thank so you. proud of you. Thank you. I love that you means so the much. Fucking world to me. You know, I love this shit. Yeah, but you, it, when I know someone knows me inside out and they've seen the, the light in the dark and they say what you just said, that cuts through me because I know you know me and I don't let that many people that deep in me. You know? <laughs> That was horrible. Make a joke. But I'm not gonna <laughs> I don't I'm let gonna people get that well. close to me. <laughs> I know. I know. You're a dick. I'm just, you know me. <laughs> I, I know. I know no, you don't. And I, I know you don't. And I appreciate you letting me into that space and doing this with you, dude. I'm proud of you. I Thank love you. you. Thank you. I love you too. Um, when are we going to have dinner together? when you get your ass here and I okay. cook for you. <laughs> okay. I'll no, come see um, you soon. What are you doing for your birthday? Uh, I got into London Reese's. He's a very established tattoo artist here in LA. I'm spending the entire birthday day in his chair. Ass and thighs, oh, baby. Oh, I, right. Right. Your butt. Well, my, yeah, I want all that covered. Wait, you're going to let somebody see your butt? I have not seen your butt yet. This is not no, fair. This is so funny. I literally wrote them today or yesterday. The, the person who sets it all up, you know, as it gets closer. And I was like, so what's the situation? Because I'm very shy. I was like, what's yeah. the privacy it, situation? No, Jody will not let anybody see her butt. <laughs> and <she's a> <laughs> no way in hell. Maybe after the t see, that's the that's what I'm hoping, though, because I was the same way with like the other parts of my body as far as like just having issues with them before I tatted and stuff. And so I'm hoping I've never, I've said this on another podcast, I've never worn a bikini outside the bottoms, the top. Sure. But the bottoms never in my life. And I want to be able to I put a bikini on and just be like, look, there you go. I think that I don't, I just, I don't think it's as bad as you think it is. <laughs> it's not. I really, <laughs> see, I know it's not. I I just, I feel like, I'm just shy. Otherwise, thank you. I love you. Of course. I love you. I love you. I'm gonna jump off this thing and let you go back. Okay. To I love you too. And um I'm always here. Likewise, you know that. All right. Bye, mom. I love you. I love you too. I love you too. Make sure you guys check Stephanie out on Instagram, mz.pietz. That's mz.pietz. Follow her, inbox her, tell her Jody sent you.